Welcome to Season 4 of White Shores, the podcast for spiritual beings having a human experience. Let me invite you to walk once more beside me on White Shores to talk about the real meaning of life. Let's discuss dreams, rituals, intuition, afterlife, angels, and other infinite possibilities within and all around you. Season one featured interviews with some of the world's leading scientists researching consciousness. And season two and three built on that solid foundation by talking to authentic spiritual experts, authors, and practitioners. And the bold theme of this season is truth whatever that means. I hope every episode offers you much needed inspiration, meaning and comfort, and perhaps even a little joy in these challenging times. So, now the scene is set, allow the grey rain curtain of this world to roll back and all to turn to silver glass. Let's walk barefoot together on the gentle, glistening sands of white shores, to see what magic lies beyond the material. Thank you for arriving safely on White Shores, a far green country under a swift sunrise. My guest today is a spiritual breath of fresh air. I'm new to her work, but I immediately wanted to interview her because of her message of joy As I've repeatedly said in this podcast, there isn't enough emphasis on the importance of joy, lightness of spirit in personal growth and transformation. And there isn't enough emphasis either on joy when it comes to those deeply spiritual traits like empathy and compassion and intuition. But my guest is here to counter all that and explain that one of the most powerful motivators for spiritual growth and for being a compassionate and caring person is the absolute joy this can bring you. Now, there are a lot of well-meaning books around right now which talk about sensitive souls as if they are vulnerable and easily damaged victims, their kindness making them a target to be abused. I've had to watch myself that I don't fall into this woe is me, I'm a helpless victim trap because I'm so sensitive. And I've made a conscious point of reminding my readers and listeners of the importance of smiling, of not taking yourself too seriously. And even if you don't feel like smiling, smile with your teeth until your heart joins in, because the physical action of smiling can actually trick your brain into feeling lighter, happier. My guest today will underline all these points I'm making with her story and her joyful mission. She wants to help as many people as possible feel the natural high, the joy of caring. And while on the subject of joy, please do stay tuned after the interview for some musical fun to lift your spirits. It's delightfully British and will make you smile. It's played by my son and Royal College of Music scholar, Robert, who is also joyfully producing this podcast. And on that light note, it's time now to take refuge in the warm and reassuring words of my special guest. Stay tuned. If you would like to find out more about my books, warning, I'm a serial spiritual writer, 
as well as my features, media, mission and talks, please do visit www.theresachung.com and subscribe to my newsletter for updates as well as free gifts and incredible stories to your inbox. If you have any questions, insights or stories to share, please email me at my trusty angeltalk710 at aol.com email or message me via my author pages on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. I aim to reply to everyone in due course. Season one of White Chores can be found on the podcast page of my website and all seasons can be found wherever you download your podcasts. Be honoured and grateful if you could leave a review as it helps spread the word that spirit is real. Walking beside me today on White Shores is Miriam Subarina. She is a doctor in fine arts from the University of Barcelona. She's also a coach and author and a trainer in appreciative inquiry. She shares her profession as a painter and writer with being a teacher of meditation and positive thinking. She coordinates programs, projects, seminars and retreats where the objective is to live your own identity and enjoy a fuller life. She has given lectures and seminars all over the world and she's also shown her work in galleries and exhibition halls all over the world too. I can't wait to meet this fascinating lady who's also the creator and director of the space Yes Ow Easy. I'm going to talk about that because I, d- I have not heard about that before. It's the International Centre of Art and Spirituality. Very exciting to talk about that. But first of all, hello, Miriam. Hello. It's uh, wonderful to meet you and all, all the people that are listening to us. Oh, you've got a lovely lilt to your voice. I'm going to enjoy this conversation, I know. First of all, how are you? I mean, we kind of ask everyone that now, don't we? As yeah. never before. Well, I feel very fortunate. Uh, I am healthy. I am fine. I mean, I miss uh, meeting people, but actually I can't complain. We had a retreat over the weekend for a uh, uh, contemplative meditation with uh, a good group of people. Of course, we respected the distances and everything, but uh, it was very inspiring and uh, and it's it's so good, you know, that we can meet in different ways like we are meeting now here. Exactly. And of course, I'm interviewing you because you have a, a book coming out this year in 2021 called The Joy of yes. Caring, which couldn't be more necessary for us to be reminded, not just of the importance, but of the joy of that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, for people who are new to your work and what you do, can you just tell us your story? Yes. I mean, um, I um, what I do is I accompany people in their spiritual development, in their spiritual search. I was... Uh, part of a community in India for many years and and I started accompanying people all over the world and then I started becoming a, a coach at that time many years ago when we were young we only heard the word coach for uh, people that were accompanying uh, football players but uh, now it's become more <laughs> wide but actually it's really like accompanying uh, persons and um 
in these accompanying people, I also uh, give training and workshops, not only for uh, congregations and spiritual groups and institutions, but actually for business and companies and organizations through appreciative inquiry, which is a method that touches uh, that what gives us life. And when in our relationships we are connected with what gives us life, that makes us flourish and makes us move forward. And so I accompany groups, but I also give trainings on appreciative inquiry, being a thinking partner, appreciative inquiry coaching, appreciative leadership, in, in the way that people can connect with what is the core of their being and can connect with what gives them life. And in my experience of accompanying uh, people, I saw the importance of having a balance between emotional intelligence, creativity, and spiritual development. And this is where the center, yes, we see, uh, oh, we, is we is yes in French and C is yes in Italian, Catalan, Spanish, Portuguese. So it's actually yes, yes, yes. But when we pronounce it in English, yes, we see, it means yes, we can see. So it's like we have clarity, we see. And if we pronounce it in French, it would be just we see, which means I am here, so I am present. So it's uh, three ways, three languages to say yes. And it's yes to to be yourself, yes to authenticity, yes to uh, develop all your potential, yes to connect with what gives you life. And in these accompanying people, what I found is that people feel like that caring for others is like an interruption into their lives. And caring for the self, it's like you have to do it. It's a responsibility. And so... They don't do it out of joy. So after a lot of experience of accompanying many, many people, uh, I wrote the book, The Joy of Caring, in which uh, I share the experience of accompanying many people and I give different um, techniques and tools and practices so that people connect really with joy. I hear you. Um, I hear you. As I understand it, you are like a life coach, but for mind, body, and soul. Because life coaches would maybe pay attention to mind and body, but you bring in the soul when you work yes. with people from all walks of life, including businesses, which is a very exciting development. But your background, where did this desire to spread this message? of mind, body, soul, the joy of caring. Where did that come from? I'm interested in your, your childhood, your upbringing. Where was this drive, this desire to do this kind of work? Because it's unusual. Yes. Uh, what happened uh, in my childhood, I had a, a Christian upbringing, which was very lively, very friendly. And, um, and, and that was in Barcelona, but also in the United States. And... At some point with my parents, we were living in a kibbutz in Israel. So we were trying different ways of living in community. 
And at one point uh, in my teenage, I started uh, connecting with the world of yoga and Eastern masters and gurus. And, you know, in the 70s and the 80s, we had uh, many Indian groups come to, uh, to the West. And so I, I tried different paths of yoga and meditation. And I started um, uh, being part of the Brahma Kumaris, which is a group that uh, teaches uh, Raja Yoga meditation. And I became one of the nuns, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a religion. And so I became a nun. And I was many, many times in India. And it was really uh, opening the heart to be able to share with people from many walks of life and to be able to live with people that come from different social backgrounds, uh, uh, some were coming from very poor backgrounds, some were coming from very different uh, areas and ex experiences. And so that was um, a very rich experience in which I started accompanying many people through uh, through meditation, but also through personal sessions, one-to-one, -one, and also through group sessions. And then I came across David Cooper Ryder, who is the founder and uh, co-creator of Appreciative Inquiry. And I really, something made like click, like you know, in the path of yoga and meditation, it is you and yourself that you are meditating. Of course, you share with others, but you are with yourself. It's your own path. And appreciative inquiry brings the relational and brings the group. And I really think that, yes, uh, you have to be the change you want to be in the world, which Mahatma Gandhi was uh, telling us. But at the same time, we have to change together, not individually, not separately. We are connected. And so for me, Appreciative Inquiry brought the connectedness, the openness to other voices, openness to the system, to the whole system. I became very passionate about Appreciative Inquiry and all the different avenues that it opens in terms that... Um, you dialogue and you design proposals with people that bring different voices into the room. And so we create a, a collective wisdom. Appreciative inquiry is a method of collective wisdom. And I saw that there were many uh, experiences in the English-speaking world of appreciative inquiry, but not so many in the Spanish-speaking world. And so I started uh, writing and sharing in Spanish, which is my uh, my uh, mother tongue, uh, on appreciative inquiry and, and writing about appreciative inquiry and its different applications. And I created a method of appreciative inquiry coaching, which uh, is, is quite successful. Actually, I share about it in Flourishing Together, which is the book I published before, The, the Joy of Caring, uh, in the same um, publisher, uh, Flourishing Together. And this is the idea. How can we relate to each other from a space in which we can flourish? 
and I see many um, many couples and, and people have a hard time in their personal relationships and actually I wrote about it also in, uh, in a book from neediness to fulfillment also published by uh, John Hunt and O Books publisher and, and this is uh, uh, the idea of how can we nourish ourselves together with others how can the other be a mirror for revealing myself and I am a mirror for the other so that the other sees him or herself and then together we can um, walk along each other respecting our paths respecting our rhythms and so this is a bit my story I started writing and spreading a positive inquiry and and then the next step was when I met uh, Franz Janix. He's a Jesuit who started the method of uh, contemplative meditation. And for me, it was like coming home. After many years of being in, in the Indian uh, language and Indian culture, I came back to a culture that is closer to, to us in the West, which is the Christian culture. And contemplative meditation is, is a path that unites the self with the other and with a bigger you or with a higher you. And for me, it's like bringing everything together, appreciative inquiry, appreciative inquiry coaching, the joy of caring for each other and contemplative meditation, which... I speak uh, about it a little bit in, in the book, The Joy of Caring. I, I have written a book on contemplative meditation, uh, but uh, so far it's only in Spanish. The, 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 this is part of, um, I would say, the, the essence of my, of my biography or of my path, uh, shared in very few minutes, uh, many years of, of experience. And actually, this year I will turn 60. So, and I started when I was very, very young. So this is um, this is the story of, of searching and finding and searching again and finding and inquiring and designing and and entering into space of silence and at the same time entering also in spaces where words have meaning. Well, well thank you for, for your beautiful life story and path and, and sharing your vision and meaning through your, through your teaching, your work and your books. Um, as I said right at the start, the world has never before, has always needed your message, but I think following you know COVID, as we all recover from it, we need to hear this message more than ever that the way forward is in caring, isn't it? And, and working together. So let's talk more about your latest book, because I know that you've written several as well with John Hunt, but this one in particular, The Joy of Caring, really called my name when I saw that title. Um, can you talk a bit more? You've already talked about the different aspects of caring. Can you share some more of um, the different dimensions with us? Yes. The, um, there are different dimensions, as, as you say. And um, one dimension 
is about the self, which includes your body, your mind, your heart, your soul, and your vital core. It means the wholeness of your being. And the other dimension has to do with allowing yourself to be more creative, connecting with the energy of trust. And nowadays we are talking a lot about the vaccination and, and actually, uh, you know, we need a vaccination against fear because somehow the current situation has created a lot of fear in people. And so the, the opening from a space of trust and letting go fears and letting go uh, things that are uh, stuck in, in our heart or in our being and that uh, really we, we don't need them in there. And also opening to feeling, opening to, to listening within what wants to be born in you, what needs nurturing within you, what is it that needs this joy of caring within you that you can water it, that you can give it light, that you can nourish it. And connecting with gratitude, when we are grateful, we open up and also opening different channels, uh, which means opening yourself uh, in terms of your body, uh, opening yourself to listening what you are feeling and what is it within you that really wants to be awakened. And then the other dimension of caring is in relationship. We are relational beings and so whatever I do and however I care for myself will affect others and will affect the world and the earth. So there is the other the relationship with the other and the other which is the earth and the you know the land that cares for us because most of what we eat comes from what the land has cultivated and has given us fruits vegetables grains etc and so caring has all these dimensions and then there is a, another dimension which has to do with your relationship with time. How do you live time? And accompanying people, I find that most of the roots of stress has to do have to do with the relationship one has with time. And so one feels pressure, one feels in a hurry, uh, and one feels that there's not enough time. And so instead of living from the abundance of time, we live from the scarcity of time. And so uh, that is one dimension that I find it's very important. Make peace with time. Do less. Well, how, and do you, how do you do that, Miriam? I'm sure lots of people listening will be thinking, how do I do that? Make peace with time. I love that concept. Yes, I mean, most of the things I'm saying in the book, it's full of um, 
you know, of, uh, ideas and practices. And um, for this, uh, in, in concrete, of uh, what do you do to make peace uh, with time? One is um, is when you plan something that you're gonna do, always add a fifteen minutes extra at least. <laughs> Yes, because there are interruptions, there are things, and then uh, um, otherwise you are rushing, rushing, rushing. At four, I'm going to do this. At five, I'm going to do this. At six, I'm going to do this. And then you don't have time to really enjoy a cup of tea or a friend calls you and you say, I'll call you later, I'll call you later because I'm in a hurry, I'm going to a meeting. And what happens now is that most of us have most of our meetings from home and so we don't have that space of traveling that we used to have, which actually gives us some, gave us some time. And now, you know, we go from one meeting to another, from one connection to another connection. And so uh, one thing is in your agenda, reserve free time. Keep always, you know, 15 minutes more, half an hour more. Then the other is give ourselves permission to not always be hyper-responsible in terms that I'm, you know, I have a list of to do, to do, to do, to do. So be able to let go of I have to do lists, you know, those have to do lists and have some time to enjoy looking out the window, enjoy looking uh, at the sky looking around us and walking without using the walk to make a phone call. And you think, oh, I'm going to go for a walk, but at the same time, I'm going to make a phone call. (laughs) And so when you walk, you walk. And when you make a phone call, make the phone call. But uh, don't try to do everything at the same time because uh, then you are not fully attentive and when you shower shower and don't think about what you're going to do next just enjoy the moment so i think uh, that's what one of the key aspects to learn to enjoy the moment and to enjoy the moment there are different things that will help you one is uh, meditation and uh, the other to to really pay attention when you walk you walk when you eat you eat and when you shower you shower and so make that practice to start uh, developing the strength of your will to do what you are doing when you are doing it and not having your mind running around and doing 10 things at the same time sound advice you know that's what I need to hear I'm one of these people always always rushing <laughs> so I've I've learned a lot Miriam thank you do you have a contempl- contemplation meditation technique or something you could share something simple the listeners could do if they are yes, you know, I mean, always, uh, always feeling pressured or stressed the first, uh, the first step is to to sit upright so one part of the body is connecting uh, the, with the earth and the other part is connecting with the sky, with the air. So it's like the verticality of uh, connecting with um, earth and heaven and um, grounded sky. 
and breathe in and breathe out, uh, being conscious of how the, enter, the air enters and comes into your body through the nose, how it comes out through the nose, and just do some breathings in which you bring your mind to relax in your breathing as if it was a wave that comes in, caresses your being, and then it goes out and relax. And then, after a few minutes of doing this, let your mind be in a state of perceiving, of perception, of this slow movement of your inner body when you breathe, so that your mind relaxes and you come out of the thinking which is like a discourse, your mind is uh, narrating story after story, and you focus in the breathing. And if that is not enough, you could imagine um, a horizon, a big field, and the horizon at the end of the field, or the sea and the horizon in which the sea and the sky, the field and the sky meet, and you see the immensity of nature, of the horizon, of the sky, and you let your being relax and rest on that horizon. And this is a way to enter into a space of, space of quieting, of, of relaxing the mind, so that slowly you will, be, you will be able to enter into a more contemplative space. This is just a way to enter into that space and then you will not need images, but you will be fully present. And a perception of the breathing brings you to the present and it's in the present where all the energy of the universe is available and the presence of God is available because God is in the present, not in the future or in the past. So if you start creating the habit of being in the present, then you will be able to perceive and to transcend and to allow your whole being to open up to the joy of being and find out who you truly are. I That was beautiful. I felt so calm and I sat up and closed my eyes as you were speaking. And thank you. Thank you, Miriam. That was beautiful. And um, just thank you for sharing your wisdom and your caring with us. Um, and I hope everyone who's listening do check out this amazing lady and her beautiful vision and the joy of caring so if people wanted to find out about you Miriam or purchase the joy of caring can you is there a website where's the best place to go to do that yes uh, my website is my name Miriam Subirana S-U-B-I-R-A-N-A dot com and Miriam is with I-M-I-R-I-A-M uh, I will put Miriam. that in the show notes, everyone. So if you're, oh. you're struggling to write it down, I, 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 with the show notes, I'll put your website. Okay. And, and then um, the website side of the publisher, John Hunt, 
is offering the book uh, both in paper and in ebook. So it's uh, you can also maybe put that website, the uh, John Hunt uh, Old Books website, and then they can purchase the book directly. And can people email you at your website? Can they? Uh, do you respond? Yes, to yes. There is an email of info at miriamsuirana.com and you can email me through the website or directly to the mail I just mentioned. And I oh. will be happy to, to read you. Thank you so much. And then just two more questions, which I ask every guest on White Shores, as I like listeners to have more to take away for them and, and to get to know you better. The first question is um, to get to know you better. Um, and for me too, because I, I love music and I use a lot of music in this podcast because I think it's the language of spirit, of soul, and it says things that words can't. And I'm going to try and create an orchestra with my season four guests. And I've asked each guest if they could be a musical instrument, what would it be and why? If I could be an instrument. Yes, a musical instrument. Which musical instrument would you choose to be and why? That's a very interesting question. I think the violin or the flute, the flute, because it's very light, it can travel anywhere and it works through the air, through the wind. And I love the wind. And you just need a few fingers to make it, you know, you cover one hole or another hole. And it's like it's an instrument that is fully empty. And and I just need to allow the wind to blow through me and the music will happen. Oh, that's be- that's wonderful. Um, so when we're editing this, can think of the flute imagery that will help with the editing to, to present it in the, the most beautiful way. <laughs> and then yeah. finally, um, because spirituality... Um, it, uh, spiritual themes in movies or films or videos can reach millions in a way that books can't always do so. Um, is there a particular movie or film or TV show or anything that you could recommend that people watch because of its spiritual or empowering or inspiring message? Mm-hmm. It can be anything, and it doesn't have to be an obvious, you know, <laughs> the spiritual movie. Just something with an underlying theme that you felt was really empowering. Yes. I'm not sure if it was called uh, Samsara. Uh, yes, of course, Spanish movies might be, you know, doesn't matter. We can watch the subtitles. Yes. I think it's... um. It's called uh, Samsara. No, it's in English. Samsara. Yeah. And... Um, That's Samsara. Okay, what's it about? I think... Uh, I'm not fully sure. It was about a, a master um, who... Uh, no, actually, yes, it's um, how we reach human spirituality and the human experience. 
and you know, samsara takes the form of a non-verbal guided meditation in a sense. That's what Wikipedia's, Wikipedia says. Okay. And, um, but I, why do you like it? Is it just it, it's about you know um, living with soul? Is it is it a kind of a movie like that? It is. It's about a. a but I'm not sure if this is exactly the movie I saw. I think it, it was called Samsara. And it, it has to do with um, someone looking for, for their own truth. Oh, I love that. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> looking for their own truth. That, that's wonderful, Miriam. Thank you from my heart for taking the time today and for all that you are and do. Thank you so much. Thank you from my heart for being here and walking beside me in spirit on white shores. Sensitive, kind and compassionate souls like you who see beyond the material are needed more than ever today to help the world heal. Thank you to Clan Ree for the blissful episode music and do check out the show notes for all details about this episode and my contact details. I'm going to say goodbye for now with a musical or literary offering, a piece of heaven for you to take away and store in your heart as you return refreshed to your one precious life. Until we meet again on these white shores, keep being amazing spiritual you, sending my eternal love and gratitude. <laughs>